Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Mike Kennedy with the Living in Victory broadcast. We're going to continue our series that we started a couple weeks ago on the deliverances and healings in the ministry of the Master and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're not focused necessarily on the times that He healed the multitudes or walking on water, but whenever He delivered people from demonic oppression, when He healed people that were the leper, the blind man like blind Bartimaeus, if you break them down and you depend on how you look at whether or not a uh, person who's set free from demonic oppression is a healing or not, anywhere between 19, 21, depending on how you look at it. Each of the Gospels shares different things about different aspects of the healings that are in that Gospel. We went over how John is focused on so many things that are not in the other Gospels. And some of these are only in one, two, other three of the Gospels, not all four when it comes to the healings. If you haven't heard that foundational basis for this series, I encourage you to go back and listen to the first couple parts of this series. Today we're going to get into the story about the noble man's son who was healed. Join your faith with me. Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord. We thank you for your word, your written anointed word that sets us free, that we can stand on, Father, for light, for revelation, that we be doers of it, walking in victory, that you get glory. We thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, I have went through the Old Testament and the New Testament in different areas of some of these healings. You say the Old Testament. Yes, some of them have examples of the same type of things that happened in the Old Testament. For example, in the last message, we talked about how Naaman was offended and how he about missed it. But as soon as he did what the prophet Elisha told him to do after Elisha heard from God and dipped seven times in the River Jordan, he was healed. Remember, Mother Mary told Jesus, Whatever he says to you, do it. That is a key to the miracle manifestations of God. Whatever he says is what you must do to receive. Amen? So let's begin in John chapter 4, verse 46. I've outlined all these different healings, specific healings, when they happened chronologically by date. When they, uh, when we know where they occurred. Some of these we're not too sure where they occurred, but some of them we know happened in, um, you know, the, on the Mount of Transfiguration, in Capernaum, in Galilee. So I've got a document that I'm going to put on my website. If you'd like it, we'll send it to you. It's nothing more than just a little spreadsheet that breaks down where they happened, when they happened in chronological order, and what books of the Bible they're in. For example, we find out that the mute that was uh, oppressed by a demon is only in Matthew chapter 9, verse 23. We know that the resurrection of, of Lazarus was only in John chapter 11, verses 1 through 44. But then you find out that some, like the man with the withered hand in Galilee, we find that story in Matthew 12, Mark 3, as well as in Luke chapter 6, but not in, in John. So if you'd like that, let us know. We'll make it available to you. But John chapter 4, verse 46. 
So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. Remember, turning water into wine was the first miracle Jesus did in his ministry. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. He went to Jesus, asking Jesus. This is the second miracle because he heard of the miracle that Jesus did by turning water into wine. He came asking for his son. He'd probably spent all he knew on doctors. You know, back then they did not have ice to cool people off that had 105, 106 degree temperature. They didn't have Advil or Tylenol. You couldn't call 911. If you get a, get a temperature over 103 degrees, you're in extreme danger um, over things that can cause brain damage, kidney failure, liver failure, intestinal damage. This is a serious situation of his son's life. Verse 48, Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by, be by no means believe. We're talking about faith. You know, faith doesn't come by seeing. Faith comes by hearing the written word of God. People say, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, that's not a belief. That's, that's seeing it. Amen? When you believe something, it's not based on whether or not you see it. It's in the heart. You believe it. It's too late if you're already seeing it to be in a belief for something. Then Jesus said to him, unless you see the signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. We know that this man was not in faith based on this scripture. It's like saying, believe with me to receive a good report from the doctor. No, whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the good report when you get it? Are you going to believe the report of the Lord now that he has bought and paid for your healing? He's bought and paid for your salvation. Receive it now by faith. Amen. Glory to God. It's not whether or not you feel healed. It's whether or not you receive the healing and believe it and take it by faith. Amen? Not that you get a doctor's report that's clear. Glory to God. He heard about the water turned into wine and it built up his faith enough to go to the master. He had enough faith to at least take an action to go forth and ask. Verse 49. The nobleman said to him, Sir... Come down before my child dies. Sir, at least he had some respect to say, Sir, would you do this? You know, we're going to review Naaman and the leper in 2 Kings in just a little bit and how he had an idea, but did not honor the things of God. Did not honor what the prophet said. Got angry, but he got right. If you've missed it, glory to God, God is merciful. You can repent and get right and still receive your miracle today. It's not too late. Verse 50, Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and he went his way. He heard a word from the Lord. And the word from the Lord was, Your son's healed, now you go. He didn't beg the master to come. He received what the master said and he did it. Remember what Jesus' mother said. Whatever he says to you, do it. This man was told to go his way. And he did. 
and his son was healed. Let's continue on. Verse 51, And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Boy, if your child was on death row or deathbed, getting ready for his life to be over, and he was miraculously healed, what would you do? There'd be rejoicing. There'd be dancing, potentially crying. There'd be just praise and worship to the goodness of God. And it goes on in verse 53. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. Shara and I have seen this over and over where people have called for healing. And we found out later that at the time that we came in agreement, that they asked, according to the word in James, they came and asked. At that point in time, miracle manifestations happened. They begin to come up and out. Amen? There's times where we've been stirred up in our spirit to pray over somebody. Didn't know why and found out later that there was a challenge going on. And because of that intercession, not because of us, because of what the Lord did. When you ask, it gives Him a legal right. And they came up and out. Just like what happened to this man. It still happens today. Glory to God. Verse 53. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed and his whole household. They all believed because of the testimony of what God did for their son. Hallelujah. And God got glory. Praise you, Lord. But first of all, the man heard of the miracle. He went to the master. He asked. He obeyed the master. He heard, he obeyed, he acted. Amen? And then whenever he heard about the situation of the hour when his son was healed, you know that there was thankfulness, there was praise, there was rejoicing. Hallelujah. Brother Hagen used to say, the dinner bell of people getting saved is them getting healed. Man, somebody gets healed of God. Man, they're coming forward. The goodness of God draws men to repentance. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 54. This again is the second sign Jesus did. Remember the first sign I mentioned. The first miracle was turning water into wine. That's where it started. That established it. Hallelujah. This is the second sign Jesus did when he had come out of Judea into Galilee. Glory to God. Jesus spoke a word and it happened. A matter of fact. Over the last few weeks, we had an individual we've ministered to for years. He's become a dear friend of ours. He had a widow-maker heart attack. Some people called us and said, Hey, the doctors are only giving, us, giving him two hours to live. Get, a, get his family in here. Read him his last rites, you know, based on where they are uh, in their spiritual walk. And so they called us asking for prayer. We got quiet. Me and Cher were both stirred up. The Lord did a miracle in this man's life. I said, no, he shall live and not die. Over a few week period, there was report after report from the doctor. Unless this happens, his kidneys are shutting down. We can't do their surgery. Um, unless the brain swelling goes down, we won't do it. Different things of that nature. He's walking out of the hospital, healed, whole, complete. 
in restoration, living at home, and he was given two hours to live. What God has done for him, he will do for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Well, we talked about Naaman. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1, and see what happened in Naaman's life. Now, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria. This dude was a general reporting to the king. He must have been an important man that the king did what he did in the next few verses. So, Naaman, the commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. A leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. So they made her a slave girl. Went to some, went to her homeland, went to war, brought her back as a slave girl. She waited on Naaman's wife. So she became the commander's wife's servant. Then she said to her mistress, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. Man, this is a wise young girl. You don't think that after Naaman got healed, that she had favor with her boss, her boss's wife? She wasn't offended. She wasn't bitter as a slave. She walked in love. You know, you need to be led on who you allow help you. In Naaman, verse 4, Naaman went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. They must have believed her enough to at least walk in and say, Hey, you got a chance here. Verse 5, Then the king of Syria said, Go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So you got a king going to send a letter to another king. So he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised, when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. The little servant girl never said the king could heal him. So, you got a king sending a letter to a king. The king is not a healer. The king doesn't, may not even know the healer. So what happened? It happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. He thought that this man was saying, Hey, you can't do this. You can't heal, heal him. We're going to war, buddy. You can't heal my commander. I'm coming after you. But he was wise enough to know that he wasn't a healer. Remember, it's, it's uh, important who you have around you. But this man went to a king for healing rather than listening to the man of God. You remember the situation with Paul. He's captive. He's on a boat. They're getting ready to set sail. And he says, hey, I think we ought to spend the winter here, not go over to the nice coast. It could end in damage. It could cost you a lot. They said, who are you, just a preacher? No, nah, we're going to listen to the, to the captain. We're going to listen to the soldiers. We're going to the nice land where there's good restaurants. And what happened? They were shipwrecked and lost it all. 
Mm. Pay, pay attention to who you're listening to. The spirits behind them. Amen. Verse 8. So it was when Elisha the man of God heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes that he sent to the king saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Elisha must have wanted peace. He also must have heard from God to take this step. See, God always wants people healed. Sickness is of the enemy. It's a curse. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law by what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Verse 9. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. What? When a prophet gives you direction, just do it. Amen? Submit to it. It doesn't matter whether it doesn't seem natural, logical, whether you disagree with it. If you trust the Lord and you, the Lord sent you to the prophet, do what he said. Glory to God. Verse 9. Then Naaman went with his horses, stood there. And chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to go in the Jordan. That was a start of offense. First of all, he didn't come to the door. He sent a servant. The commander's expecting this big, big facade coming on because he's the commander of the Syrian army. He's a general. And the prophet didn't even come out, shake his hand, say hello. He sent a servant saying, go jump in the river. Go jump in the lake. Verse 11, But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me. He'll come to the door. He'll make a big presentation because I am an important person. And stand and call on the name of the Lord. And wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Oh, I wave my hand over you. And I declare blessings over you. That's not what God said to do. Naaman wanted it to be this big put on and something about him and what he had in mind. That's not what God said. He had this idea. Be aware of your own ideas. Just because it's not what you expected, don't get offended and shut down the miraculous. Amen? There's too many people in the body of Christ expecting and looking for something that's spectacular Missing out on the supernatural move of God. The healing of God. Amen? He got, he got into pride. Because he's a commander. That ain't nothing to God. The prophet didn't even come to the door. He didn't call the hospital. He didn't stop by and visit me on Sunday and buy me lunch. He sent an employee, maybe a volunteer, to the door. And I came all the way across with a letter from my king. Even your king sent me to you, and you still didn't come out. Verse 12. And are not the Abana and the Farfar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? Pride. Not that day. Not if you want your healing. You couldn't water, wash in those rivers. Probably washing those rivers many, many times. He thought that his river was better. It didn't meet up to his expectations of how the healing was supposed to occur. 
Verse 13. And his servants came near and spoke to him. Man, these are good servants. You should believe God for good employees that will help you. Amen. That will stand in the gap for you in situations. And it goes on to say, and said, my father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more than when he says, wash and be clean. God makes things simple. Not logical to the natural mind, but he will make it simple. You may have to beat your flesh, but he makes a way for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, even Jesus said that he could only do what he heard and saw from the Father. How much more Elisha? Elisha must have heard from this. But now it's up to Naaman to either humble himself and receive from the Lord or to be prideful and arrogant and miss out. Don't miss out over pride. Amen. Verse 14. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Flesh of a little child. This guy was a warrior. Means he probably had scars. He was in the sun a lot. They didn't have SPF 50. Probably had rough skin. Flesh of a little baby. Little child. And he returned to the man of God. He went to say thank you, but he tried to buy it. You cannot buy a healing. Amen. Hallelujah. In verse 17, after he found out that, he, uh, Elisha said, I won't receive anything from you. In verse 17, it says, then if not, please, please. In other words, he humbled himself. It's not this arrogant, I'm the, I'm the mighty commander. Please let your servant be given two mule loads of earth for your servant will no longer offer either burnt offering or sacrifice to other gods, but to the Lord. The goodness of God draws men to repentance. The commander of the army went back to Syria sharing what the Lord had done. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, there, this is what happened. The second miracle in the life of Jesus. In the life of the master. It happened in Cana in AD 27. This is the first healing in the word. Hallelujah. Not the second. This is the first healing done in the master's ministry. Don't believe it when people say, Oh, Jesus healed people as a little child. No. He was anointed when he submitted and went and got baptized, was put under and came up. And then the Holy Spirit came upon him and the father said, I'm well pleased with you. This is my son who I'm well pleased. Not pride. Pride is the nature of Satan. This is my son who I am well pleased. Hallelujah. See, the, the first miracle is only in John. The first healing is only in the book of John. Both of these were in A.D. 27. So there's not, uh, we're going to go through each aspect of all these healings and the different perspectives from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is the only option we have whenever it comes to the healing of the nobleman's son is what John wrote. Glory to God, a different perspective. Hallelujah. I encourage you to humble yourself. Ask the Lord what he's called you to do. What you're supposed to do, whether it be get off a of coffee, stop eating sugar, whether it's supposed to be to exercise, go to a doctor, take some medication, whatever it is, he, whatever he says to you, do it. It may not sound natural to you. It may not be based on some ideas you've got, but 
Whatever He says. Whatever God says to you, do it. Amen? Whatever God says, you do it. Submit to your leaders. Amen? Seek the Lord and He will show you. The Word says that you know His voice. If you are a child of God, you know His voice. And another's voice you will not follow. Hallelujah. Does it bear witness with your spirit, with your heart? If it does, brother and sister, I encourage you to do whatever He says, the way He says, without delay. Check your heart. Make sure your heart's right, that you're not offended. You're not in pride. Amen? And receive from the blessings of the Lord. Jesus has bought and paid for your healing. Amen? It says, by His stripes ye were healed. It's already been bought and paid for. We must take it by faith. Receive it by faith. Amen? Notice Jesus rebuked them many times because of lack of faith. And, and at the beginning of this message, we talked about John chapter 4, verse 48. And it says, Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. Choose to believe by hearing the anointed word of God. Other people's testimonies. Build up your faith and receive your healing. Amen. I call you healed in the name of Jesus. Come up, rise up, be quickened, be strengthened. Satan, we bind you, we shut you down. We command you to cease your activity in their body. Be strong, be whole right now. Praise you, Lord. Well, this is Mike Kennedy with Living in Victory. We love you, we appreciate you. Have a blessed day. And remember, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Hallelujah. Graciousness and the goodness of God, we're happy to inform you that you can download all of our messages and our mini books free of charge from our website. Also, if you'd like to become a partner or receive our newsletter, feel free to contact our offices. Thank you for joining us today. For more information or to learn more about Final Quest Ministries, please visit our website at mikecanaday.org. Also, please like and follow us on social media for updates and podcasts. We pray today has blessed you.